Yud Dalid Kislev, Tafshin Pei Aleph. Coming to you live from the offices of Ariel Tours on this, the 8th anniversary of the Israel Show, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ariel Zilber with our um, coronavirus theme song. We thought it was over. We stopped it for a while, but it seems to be coming back with a vengeance. Uh, surely in Israel um, and uh, in Europe and in other places. And uh, let us continue to pray with Eino Hashem Vene Rafei. 
we really hope that uh, the world gets out of this soon enough. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the uh, this week's edition of the Israel Show. Yes, as Nachum mentioned earlier, it is our eighth anniversary. We started the Monday after Thanksgiving eight years ago. Wow. I never imagined it would be going on for this long, but I want to thank you, all the listeners, for keeping us alive, meaning the fact that you're listening and commenting on the app and emailing and going on the Facebook page and commenting and giving us likes and everything, all that keeps us going, gives us the energy to keep this uh, continually on the air and gives me the energy to spend the time that I do to prepare, which is a lot of time, let me tell you. And uh, I thank you all very much, and I thank, of course, Nahum Siegel for not only giving me this platform, but basically giving me a platform in radio many, many, many decades ago, inviting me to be a substitute host back then at uh, JM in the AM, and and now having this show on the Nahum Siegel Network, and special thanks also to Miriam Wallach, who... Um, we all know is such a central figure in the uh, running of the Nachum Siegel Network, the chief of staff. She No, she's the general manager. Chief of staff is somebody else. That's Yigal. We thank him too. Anyway, thanks to everybody. We appreciate it and we're happy to be here with you. Uh, I've said many times, going back probably 20 or 25 years, that music will be a vehicle that brings Jews together, especially in Israel, people that consider themselves not quote-unquote dati, and people who consider themselves quote-unquote dati, all the different types of Jews will be brought together by music. And we saw it happening over time, and we see it strengthening and strengthening and and bringing more unity within the Jewish people, it's an amazing thing to see, for example, Yishai Rebo at the outdoor performances where tens of thousands of people from all walks of Jewish life are sitting and enjoying the music and singing along to the words Baruch for example, and so on. So we have two examples that we're going to share with you uh, today. One, for me, is a new discovery. It's a uh, video, we, we'll bring you the audio, we encourage you to see the video, of Rami Kleinstein in concert in Israel, a big concert, together with the Rishon Lutzion Philharmonic Orchestra, singing his hit song, Matanot Ktanot, which we've played here many times. And he's joined by Avram Fried, and watching these two together singing Matanot Ktanot is just such a joy. It's heartwarming. And in difficult days, to see such a beautiful expo- exposure of, of ahava, of unity uh, in song, is, is really something special to lift your spirit. So we post the links to the Facebook uh, we post the links to the YouTube videos on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We encourage you to go there and give us a like. It's very important. But if you can't, for whatever reason, you just go on uh, Google, look for 
Avraham Fried and Rami Kleinstein or Matanot Tanot Avraham Fried. I'm sure you'll find it. And if you can't, you can send us an email, mayor at nachomsegel.com, M-E-I-R, and uh, we'll send you the link. So for your listening pleasure, debuting it here, it was only, it was last year, but it was only released this past August. Avram Fried and Rami Kleinstein, and I have to point this out, I noticed this, Rami Kleinstein is wearing a baseball cap during the song. And my interpretation is that is his, uh, that of out, of, out of respect for uh, Avram Fried not to go uh, with his head, Bigi Louis Roche, as they say, with his head uncovered. Matanot Ktanot, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're attuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, she 
Avram Fried and Rami Kleinstein in the duet, live performance of Rami Kleinstein, who invited Avram Fried to join him, Matanot Tanot. And you notice, we've mentioned this many times, but uh, there's a a little musical uh, homage to the Kiddush in that song. So, something really interesting (laughs) happened. Happened... um, in uh, Iran last week, a very well-orchestrated attack targeting the head of the Iranian nuclear project was carried out in broad daylight on a highway not far from Tehran. And the man who heads this project the Iranian nuclear project was rubbed out, as we like to say. He's no longer with us. Thank God for that. His name name is. Uh, we'll deal with it later. Mahabadi Fakhisadeh. Fakhisadeh. That's his name. I want to remind you, two years ago, the Mossad. And in this case, we know it's the Mossad because Benjamin Netanyahu fessed up to it. He had a huge, huge press conference for about 20 minutes. He went on showing what the Mossad did. They discovered an archive, the archive, of all the information about the development of a military nuclear bomb that Iran was developing. They discovered in those archives all the information needed to prove to the United States at that time President Trump needed needed to be shown that this is really this is really happening, that the Iranians were really working on uh, a military nuclear bomb because he had the ability at that moment to pull out of the JCPOA that Iran deal that John Kerry and Barack Obama put together John Kerry the genius who is now in charge of uh, he's the global climate czar he's the one who's going to make sure that the world doesn't get washed out by the oceans rising within the next 12 years, considering the fact that he just put, I think, $17 million or something like that into a waterfront mansion in Connecticut. He better hurry up. Anyway, um, the Mossad walked in to this archive, which had huge vaults. It's a long narrow like tunnel that had huge vaults on either side the Mossad just put them on trucks and drove out and brought them to Israel and had them analyzed and Netanyahu got up and explained how 
what they did was basically a shell game. They, they, there was an organization that was developing a military bomb. They, Ke'ilu, as if, shut down that organization. Started a new organization that said that they're developing a non-military bomb, but that organization was also developed being a military bomb. And who was at the head of both organizations? This, Fahizadeh. And uh, here is Benjamin Netanyahu just quickly... We'll, we'll share this with you so you get an idea of how central a role, listen to how many times the Prime Minister mentions the name Fachizadeh. A key part of the plan was to form new organizations to continue the work. This is how Dr. Muhsin Fachizadeh, head of Project Ahmad, put it. Remember that name, Fachizadeh. So here's his directive. It's right here. And he says, the general aim is to announce the closure of Project Ahmad, but then he adds, special activities, you know what that is, special activities will be carried out under the title of scientific know-how developments. And in fact, this is exactly what Iran proceeded to do. It continued this work in a series of organizations over the years, and today, in 2018, this work is carried out by Sapant. That's an organization inside Iran's defense ministry. And you will not be surprised to hear that Sapant is led by the same person who led Project Ahmad, Dr. Fahri Zadeh. And also, not coincidentally, many of Sapant's key personnel worked under Fahri Zadeh on Project Ahmad. So we hear that Fahri Zadeh was a pretty central person. And, and you got to notice... It's very hard uh, to play this clip with... Um, okay, I'm going to try it. you got to notice that Netanyahu makes very clear these words. Remember that name, Fahri Zadeh. Remember that name, Fahri Zadeh. Remember that name, he said two years ago, Fahri Zadeh. <laughs> This Fahri Sadeh had been obviously in the scope, in the bullseye of Israeli weapons and Israeli guns and Israeli uh, Mossad agents for a very long time before that and shortly after that. And there was a picture, as Netanyahu was saying, remember that name, Fahri Sadeh, there's a picture of him. It's sort of like, I mean, how more open can you be to the world to say, we're going to get this guy? So, as part of Remember This Name, um, we found a, a site which um, helps you know, helps you practice, I guess, whatever, how to pronounce certain names of foreign leaders and so forth. So, um, if we're going to remember the name, we at least should know how to pronounce it. Mosen Fakrizade Mahabadi. Mosen Fakrizade Mahabadi. Mosen Fakrizade Mahabadi. Mosen Fakrizade Mahabadi. Mosen, that's his first name. Fakrizade, and that's what everybody's using now. Now, notice he added Mahabadi. And I was thinking, like, where does Mahabadi come from? Nobody's mentioned that name. I That must be like his official, like when he's called up to the Torah alive. That, that's like, <laughs> that's his full name. But uh, Mosen Fakh. I'm never going to get it. 
Mosen Fachizadeh. And you see that, for example, the BBC somehow didn't believe Netanyahu because when Fachizadeh gets gets uh, eliminated and gets um, united with um, with the other scientists that Israel uh, blew away up in the big uh, Iranian nuclear site in the sky. Um, the BBC announces last week the following. Listen carefully, especially to the beginning of it, where they tell you uh, who it is that was rubbed out. Nuclear scientist like this, a man whose name you wouldn't have heard of before, Mohen Mohsen Fakhrazadeh. Did they say, oh, it's a nuclear scientist whose name you've probably never heard of before? Well, we all heard. We all heard it very well. Um, and and there was another interesting. I found interesting, seriously interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll share with you a few seconds of a report from CBS News. This is how they filter the information regarding what happened last week in Iran. Tonight, Iran is vowing revenge and accusing Israel of playing a role in an ambush that left a prominent scientist dead. The mastermind behind Iran's nuclear program was gunned down in an apparent assassination today. No one is claiming responsibility. Well, uh, the, he was, uh, was a respected scientist and so forth. You know, um, it sounds all very nice. Seems like a nice guy. But wait, there's more. CBS's MTS Tayyip reports. The bloody aftermath of a brazen assassination. Iran's top nuclear scientist, Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, killed in broad daylight while traveling near the capital, Tehran. Iran's defense minister said the car carrying the scientist was shot at, then a truck bomb exploded nearby. Fakhrizadeh was celebrated at home, while Iran's enemies allege he led a military nuclear program in the early 2000s. Iran's outraged foreign minister Javad Zarif tweeted the attack was an act of state terror and saying there are serious indications of Israeli involvement. So first of all, it's a brazen attack. You understand. Brazen. It's like, um, has a negative connotation. I looked it up yesterday. Definitely has a negative connotation. But... He then quotes the Iranian foreign minister, who we know is nothing but a big liar. We have experience with him, who says, oh, this is, this is state-sponsored terrorism by Israel, says the spokesperson for the largest supporter of state terrorism in the world. They support Hezbollah and Hamas and every other group around the world that allies with them and they sponsor them to the tunes of billions of dollars to continue terrorism in every place possible so yes the CBS reporter just gives it to you straight like you know we all know by now that the media is uh, is like gone. It's like gone. There's nothing to talk about even.
All right. I'll tell you one thing. Um, the analyst Tzvi Cheskelian uh, on Israeli television who, and radio, very, very sharp and very knowledgeable about what's going on in the Arab world. And in Iran is not Arab, so we'll say Arab and Iranian world. Um, was asked, well, you know, the graveyard is filled with people who were not replaceable. And uh, he said, yes, that's true, but many times the person that replaces them are not nearly as effective as the person they replaced. And that's true for Soleimani, who was knocked off by the United States, what was about a year ago? And his replacement is not nearly as effective. Same was for Mornia, and now for that other guy, the guy that they got this time. And they say that he really was the, 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 the major peg in this, in, in, in this board of the nuclear military development by Iran, that he knew everything and knew how to coordinate everything, and his leaving the world... Baruch Hashem, is, it's a temporary setback, which is always Israel's goal, because Israel knows they can't bomb the nuclear reactor, so just have to keep slowing down the process. But it's not just the slowing down of the process, it's also really degrading the process a lot. So hopefully um, the good people keep winning, Hashem keeps watching over us. When we come back from the next song, we'll tell you a fascinating thing that has been discovered about the Dead Sea Scrolls, those 2,000-year-old scrolls that were written by Jews in caves near Masada and were discovered in the 1950s, which included every book of the Tanakh except for Megillat Esther and other writings, the oldest manuscript of our Tanakh something new and exciting with the research of that. In the meantime, we go to a cover, new cover, I think, relatively new, of Hineni Khan, a song that was made famous by Yehoram Gaon in his movie, Ani Yerushalmi. This is a cover, very nice, by Harel Scott. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Nice renewed version of Hineni Khan. It's a song going back a long time. It is a song about Yerushalayim, by the way, and it, and the movie was Ani Yerushalmi Yeram Gaon talking about 
um, his upbringing in Yerushalayim as Yerushalmi, and he continues to be a Yerushalmi. In fact, he was very active in um, uh, for a while in politics in Yerushalayim. He was a member of the city council and so forth. He is, uh, as the name of the movie is, Ani Yerushalmi. Uh, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I thank all the um, all those of you who are sending very appreciated greetings and Mazaltov wishes through the uh, Nachum Siegel Network app through the comments. They are, uh, as I say, they are greatly appreciated as we celebrate our eighth anniversary. Um, the Dead Sea Scrolls, as I mentioned before, um, found in the 1950s, my personal belief is that their finding is part of the the process of redemption, of Geula, that we are living in. That 2,000 years ago, Jews, a Jewish sect, there were tons of Jewish sects before the second Bet HaMikdash was destroyed and a Jewish sect went and uh, I guess quarantined themselves, let's use the current word but they basically uh, receded into the desert near Masada and they carried on their life there because they had uh, difference of opinions with the rabbis that were running the main show of Judaism up in Yerushalayim in the temple and the most amazing thing that we have as a result of that um, that they wrote these they, they spent tons of time creating a library by sitting and writing and copying over the books of Tanakh plus other books of theirs of their uh, sect and um, when it was discovered it was unbelievable to see a scroll that 2,000 years ago a Jew sat in a cave with a feather with a quill with ink that he probably made by himself because Staples wasn't open at that time and put him in a jar they were found mainly in jars and we don't know what happened to these people they were probably killed by the Romans eventually or they just died out. And there, just about at the same time that the state of Israel is reborn, these are discovered. And when they're opened up carefully, we see fragments of the parchment, much of which disintegrated, deteriorated, fell apart, but some of which stayed together like the great Isaiah scroll, which they show in the shrine of the book. All of Tanakh, except for the book of Esther, which which was historically the list of the books to take place. And I guess the Machloket that is brought down in the Gemara of whether Esther should be included or not, Ketuni Lidorot, Maybe this sect didn't know about this book yet. Maybe they, this was not canonized in the Bible. Whatever it is, every single Sefer is represented except Esther. But in most cases, 
what you got in these jugs were were like puzzle pieces, tiny fragments, bigger fragments, but somebody had to take all these pieces and put them together based on the text. Text was mainly legible. And say, okay, this piece is from Shmuel Aleph Perik Bet, and this piece is from Shmuel Aleph Perik Bet. Let's see where that fits, and take another one from that. No, this is not from Shmuel Perik. It, it is a huge, huge, huge puzzle of tiny little pieces, which also had to be handled with special care and everything, because they only survived in the desert because of the special um, climate conditions in those caves in the Dead Sea, the lowest place on the earth, very, very dry, hardly any humidity, and so forth. Recently, they started, and by the way, you can see pieces of it. I I am always touched and flabbergasted when I see pieces that I can read, and I can open a Tanakh and read along with uh, a piece of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's just... um, you want to know why we survived for 2,000 years? As the famous uh, Fiddler on the Roof tradition? Tradition that we kept from one generation to the other, passing along our tradition and how I could stand today and read something that a Jew wrote 2,000 years ago and know that it's the same language it's the same words the uh, site by the way if you'd like to learn more about this is www.deadcscrolls.org.il we'll post it on our Facebook page facebook.com slash the Israel show but in case you want to get to it sooner www.deadcscrolls.org O-R-G. and they have history and so forth but they also have the actual um, photographs of the scrolls of the pieces of the scrolls and so much has been able to be done with modern technology where they use different fo- fo- photographic uh, technologies uh, together by the way with Google that um wanted to introduce these uh, documents after they uh, had undergone a special um a special type of photography can't remember what it's called but it suddenly made the text so much clearer so much easier to read it's just amazing i'm looking right now on the site i see a piece where i see the word elokim et hashamayim ve'et haaretz and then there's like a piece missing but under that Elohim I have Ruach Elohim Merachefet Al Pnei Hamayim 2,000 years ago and by the way if you tell the guy 2,000 years ago that someone would be sitting and looking at a screen and be able to see together with thousands tens of thousands of other people millions of other people what he wrote I think he would have been a little more careful <laughs> with his penmanship, but it would blow him away. It blows us away. Yeah, it just... 
anyway, so what's new? <laughs> I've given you all this background. The new idea was because they're trying to piece all this together, because they're trying to get a real picture of what where each little piece of the scroll that was found belongs, the scrolls. They decided to use DNA tests, very smart. They decided to use DNA tests to test the pieces of skin. They're all on parchment, so they're all pieces of skins of an animal, which you can use a DNA test for. And then you can see that this, this little piece, this scrap, and this little piece come from the same animal, and they belong together, and it, 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 it could be, and they bring here as an example in the article that I'm reading, that there are two pieces that they thought belonged to in different places, and now they realize they can't. No, they're both from Sefer Yirmiyahu because they come from the same, the parchment comes from the same cow. And one has to, uh, based on knowledge of how they worked, you know that they belong together. So it really sheds new light, really new light on um, on the on the Dead Sea Scrolls and gives us a tool to make it even better and uh, hopefully to learn more from it about us. Spoke before about how um, quote-unquote secular and religious are being brought together, are being united through music. Here's another example, Yishai Rebo. He is amazing. And he is an amazing uniter. And his music does unite all. But not only that, Shlomo Artsy, arguably one of the most popular music stars in Israel today, was looking for somebody to join him in a duet of a song that he was recording his son told him about Ishai Rebo. He heard him. He loved it. And what we're going to play to you for you now comes off of the triple DVD set that Ishai Rebo released recently from live performances by Makahal Vyahava. This is on the third one, on the third DVD, CD, whatever it is, disc. Uh, and the song is Vehaimet. And what we've had until now is Ishai Rebo appearing at Shlomo Artsy concerts in Caesarea. Here, in this recording, you're going to hear at a Caesarea concert that's being run by a Yishayribo concert that suddenly Shlomo Artsy shows up. Claim, they claimed that Yishayribo didn't know. It was a big surprise. Sang the song with him and said a few words in the middle, uh, which we'll translate afterwards, uh, about um, his admiration for Yishayribo. So here it is, Vihayamet. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank <laughs> you. 
מי שסימן לי אותו היה הבן שלי, יונתן. אני חיפשתי מישהו לשיר הזה, שמעתי אותו ומיד רציתי אותו. לא חשבתי אז שאישה יגיע לקיסריה. לא, לא, לא חשבתי, לא... אבל אני זוכר שאמרתי לו שהוא נחוש. ישי הוא בחור נחוש, יודע מה הוא רוצה, הוא שר מדהים והוא פרטנר מדהים. והוא לא ידע שאני בא לפה בכלל. נשאר לנו חצי בית.
Lamar C. And Yishai Rebo off of the uh, Yishai Rebo triple uh, CD, Bamaka Halve Ahava. That was from uh, disc number three, Vehaimet. So today is the 30th of November. Yesterday was the 29th of November. That's not unusual at all. <laughs> Gilad Erdan, our uh, Israel's UN ambassador, said the following about the 30th of November. Interesting. Quote, some 850,000 Jews have been deported from Arab countries and Iran, but their stories are not heard in EU, European Union meetings, and their photos cannot be found hanging in exhibitions in the UN corridors. Their names are not mentioned in the thousands of UN resolutions of recent decades, and the international community has not earmarked an annual date to mark their plight. The UN may see them as negligible, quote-unquote, refugees, but we don't. After their failure to prevent the establishment of the State of Israel, and as part of the Arab outrage after the November 29 decision setting the process in motion for the splitting of Palestine into an Arab state and a Jewish state, what's called a partition plan, Arab states launched war not only against the newly formed Jewish state, but also against the peaceful, thriving Jewish communities living in their midst. Entire communities in Morocco, Iraq, Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Tunisia, Iran, and other countries were erased, and with them thousands of years of heritage, culture, and history were obliterated. And yet the UN has never done anything to acknowledge the gross injustice inflicted on our brethren who were assaulted, murdered, and robbed of their property by the Arab states they called home for hundreds of years. And that is why he tells us that the State of Israel is commemorating their plight on this, the 30th day of November, because it was the result of November 29th Resolution 1947. He does end off by saying the Abraham Accords are a ray of light for the thousands of Jews currently living in Arab states. The rapprochement between Israel, Bahrain, and the UAE, and soon I hope other Arab countries as well, should encourage Arab leaders to support the Jewish communities in their countries and allow them to proudly celebrate their heritage. So that's the conversation about the 30th of November. We're going to end off with um, a song by Shlomi Shabbat. Shlomi Shabbat is a very well-loved singer in Israel, and um, <clears throat> he ha- he caught the coronavirus, and he had a very difficult case and thank God he is uh, he's I don't know if he's fully recuperated but he's definitely uh, almost fully recuperated so we're going to end off um, with a song that we're going to send with um, best before my wishes it's a famous song I think many of you especially those of you in in the Israeli music dance um, groups would know it's called Vani Shar so for the album Shetedi. Before that we say 
Thank you for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. A special thank you to so many beautiful comments uh, on the uh, comment page of uh, the Nachum Siegel Network app. Later on, you can go to facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And um, you can uh, get links to all the songs, but also um, you can comment if you'd like. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, immediately after us, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novak Now. And Jake Novak is going to talk about what do we know and what can we learn from this weekend's assassination of the father and head of Iran's nuclear program. So you want to tune in to that great programming as well as all the great programming on the Nachum Siegel Network. And then, after that, the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JMDAM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh, no, they're running in a different race. ניסיתי לשתף אותך בכיף, ולא ידעתי איך. זה תופס אותי בבטן, מתגבר והולך, לרגע לא דואך. אני יודע, כשאת נפגעת זה כל כך כואב, ולא שוכח, למרות הכול אני אותך אוהב. ואני שם, שתאמין לי שאני מאושר, מה שהוא בתוכי נשאר, מזכיר לי שעוד לא נגמר. ואני שם, שתאמין לי שאני מאושר, מה שהוא בתוכי
生。